gene talk brought to you by the biotechnology students of Ferguson College Pune I am Namrata Raghavan and the topic for this episode is the genome of thermophiles So before I get into the topic I would like you to envision the hottest place you have ever been to So what place did you think of I thought of Dubai during its peak summers where after spending 10 to 15 minutes outside the air conditioned room I felt very tired and dehydrated Why does that happen when we go to such hot places and our body heats up our brain tells our muscles to slow down and the fatigue and the tiredness sets in and we feel dehydrated if we allow our bodies to heat up more and more the chemical reactions taking place in our bodies start to get affected and our cells begin to shut down and our bodies begin to deteriorate our organs start to fail and in the long run we would wind up dead the highest body temperature an average human can survive is 42 degrees celsius beyond which if the body temperature exceeds we would suffer the various consequences that i had mentioned before many other animals like dogs cats and even various reptiles cannot survive in places which are hotter than 60 degrees celsius but nature never fails to surprise us even in the hottest springs life finds a way to bloom these organisms are known as thermophiles a thermophile is an organism a type of extremophile that thrives at relatively high temperatures between 41 and 122 degrees celsius thermophiles are further classified into simple thermophiles these include the organisms that survive in 50 to 60 degrees celsius extreme thermophiles survive in 65 to 80 degrees celsius and hyperthermophiles survive in temperatures beyond 80 degrees celsius but one may ask why is that these organisms are able to survive in such high temperatures while humans and other organisms have zero chances of surviving in these extreme conditions the answer is pretty simple the genome so what does one mean by genome genome is the aggregation of all the genetic information possessed by an organism in its dna and it's obvious that there is a certain component in their genome which is not present in ours due to which they can survive in such extreme conditions while we cannot so with this thought let's get into our today's topic the genome of thermophiles one of the main reasons why researchers all over the globe have taken interest to study thermophiles and their survival mechanisms is to understand how exactly life has evolved since these organisms live in an environment that is almost similar 
to the environment of the primitive earth. The studies done on thermophiles have unveiled a lot about the organism and their genome. But one of the main points that was unveiled by these studies was how exactly the thermophiles evolve. According to these studies, environmental changes such as temperature shifts bring about genomic evolution which in turn offers the bacteria with heat resistant abilities to survive under high temperatures. Such evolutionary changes could only occur via the following mechanisms horizontal gene transfer, gene loss or gene mutation. We will look through each one of these mechanisms to understand how the genomic evolution has taken place in thermophiles. Let's begin with horizontal gene transfer. So what exactly does one mean by horizontal gene transfer? This is an exceptionally intriguing mechanism in which an organism incorporates genetic material from another organism without being its offspring. Mostly this occurs via a process known as conjugation. In this process, a tube-like structure called pilus connects the two cells and the genetic material is transported from the donor to the recipient. This process either causes the replacement of the whole genome or some parts of the acquired genetic material incorporates itself into the genome of the receiver organism. Astonishing, right? Genomic studies done on one of the thermophiles, Thermotoga maritima, shows that almost 24% of the genes were horizontally transferred from early archaeal thermophiles. Most of the horizontally transferred genes provide the recipient organisms with thermophilic abilities. The contribution of horizontal gene transfer to increase the optimum growth temperature in thermophiles was recently reviewed by Van Wolferen. According to him, thermophiles might not even exist without gene transfer. I mean, this study clearly shows how big of a part horizontal gene transfer has played in the existence of thermophiles. Now that we're done with horizontal gene transfer, let's move on to the next mechanism that has helped in the genomic evolution of thermophiles gene loss. Prokaryotic cells have a smaller genome than the eukaryotic cell, which gives the prokaryotic cell an advantage over the eukaryotic cell as it can multiply in a shorter time span and also lesser energy is needed for nucleotide synthesis. What is nucleotide? Nucleotide is the building block of DNA and RNA. Interestingly, the genome of thermophiles is said to be smaller than that of non-thermophiles and as expected by researchers, the protein length and the number of protein family members were also lesser 
in case of thermophiles compared to that of non-thermophiles. These perceptions promoted an observation which led to a hypothesis according to which the reduction of functional complexity of a genome is likely a cost-minimizing mechanism for thermophiles to adapt to the environmental temperature. However, whether the thermophile could have eradicated those genes encoding proteins with low thermostabilities during evolution is still debated upon. I would like to ask you, our listeners, what do you think? Do you think that thermophiles could have eradicated the genes that were coming between them and living a perfectly cozy life in a hot spring? Do let us know. Now let's move on to the final mechanism that has helped thermophiles evolve, gene mutation. A gene mutation is a permanent alteration in the DNA sequence that makes up a gene such that the sequence differs from what is found in most individuals of that species. Since DNA is very unstable at high temperatures, the DNA repair system is very strict in case of thermophiles. Some studies have even reported that mutations in thermophiles are said to be very deadly for them than compared to non-thermophiles. Though some mutations might be helpful for them as it improves their ability to survive in such high temperatures, vast majority of them are harmful. One very prominent example is of reverse gyrase. This is a type of DNA topoimerase. What is a topoimerase? It is an enzyme that helps in the coiling of the DNA. And more coiled a DNA is, higher is its melting point. And thus, this enzyme helps the thermophiles to survive in such extreme conditions. But a mutation common in many thermophiles causes the deletion of the gene which is responsible for the production of reverse gyrase and causes the organism to grow much more slowly in a condition in which it was previously thriving. So the DNA repair system of the thermophile prevents any sort of mutation from occurring so that the organism can continue to flourish. But like every other organism on earth, these organisms also face major challenges. One of these challenges faced by thermophiles in order to survive in such extreme conditions is to maintain the original configuration of the proteins. Our knowledge on how the thermophiles exactly maintain the structure of their proteins at such high temperature is still very limited, but recent studies on these proteins have managed to widen our horizon a little. According to these studies, not all proteins in thermophiles are stable. Proteins that provide thermal stability to the organism are intracellular proteases, thioredoxin reductase, triose phosphate isomerase, 
and hydroperoxide reductase and translation initiation factors. Furthermore, an analysis on the proteins present in the thermophiles demonstrated that the number of detectable proteins at high temperatures is lower than that at the optimum growth temperature, additionally indicating that thermostable proteins are concentrated in certain functional groups that should be necessary for the thermophiles to survive under high temperatures. Another hypothesis on how the proteins of thermophiles keep their configuration at such high temperatures is that these proteins have a higher number of disulfide bonds. Disulfide bonds are covalent bonds between two sulfur atoms. A study done on a thermophile called pyrobaculum aerophilium showed that it had higher number of disulfide bonds than compared to a non-thermophile such as E. coli proving the hypothesis to be true. Thermophiles also have many industrial uses. The thermostable proteins in these thermophiles are used in pulp, papers, textile and even detergents as biocatalysts, biotransformation agents and biodegradation agents due to their extreme stability in high temperatures. In conclusion, I would like to say that these organisms are one of the wonders of nature and we must continue our studies on these organisms with the sole purpose of learning to understand how these minute organisms are able to survive in such extreme conditions. We must follow the clues left by nature and try our best to decipher the mystery surrounding the genome of thermophiles.